Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Some devastating news for the Golden State Warriors. Their assistant coach, Dan Malojevic, died Wednesday. He suffered a heart attack while they were having dinner the night before in Salt Lake City. Uh, so a lot of them reacting to it, just devastated. He was only 46 years old. How can things like that happen and what can be done to prevent something like this? What can you do? Joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline is Dr. Mike Miedema, preventative cardiologist with Alina. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. When you hear a story like this, a 46-year-old, people think he's healthy, uh, dies of a heart attack, at dinner, does it surprise you and does it go through your mind what can be done to prevent something like this? Yeah, it's obviously a, a tragic situation. And so, you know, thoughts to his uh, family and to the team. It's an awful situation. Unfortunately, it's not that uncommon. It's, it's, it's um, something that we definitely see. We have a database of, of heart attack patients at our Minneapolis Heart Institute, and we've kept track for over two decades. And roughly 15% of our heart attacks there occur in people less than age 50. And we see about 20 to 25 a month. So, you know, two or three a month, we're seeing our people in their 40s or even late 30s on occasion. That seems so young. And so what what are you suggesting to people, to the people you see, things we can yeah. do to keep from being a statistic like this? Yeah, so there's a couple different things. One, very clearly, coronary heart disease, so the process of plaque building up in the arteries and those plaques acting up and causing problems, such as heart attacks, it's very clearly multifactorial. It's not just one thing you have to look at. And so while cholesterol is important, uh, so is blood pressure, and so are your blood sugars, and so is smoking, and so is what you eat and how active you are and your family history. And so you can't just look at one risk factor and decide about your level of risk. You know, I think we have some people that say, you know, I exercise, therefore I'm at low risk. Well, not if you have genetically high cholesterol or genetically high blood pressure. And so you really have to try and look at the total picture when you assess your risk. And then when we talk about, you talk about the, the plaque, so the diet, the exercise, that type of thing, that seems to be the messages we keep hearing over and over. Yeah, like I said, you, you want to kind of attack it on multiple fronts. And so the healthier people eat, the better they do. The more active, the better they do. Not smoking is obviously a good idea. But you also have to consider in the genetics and the environment. You know, some people have stressful jobs and some people have genetically high cholesterol. And so just be, we have a lot of people that take decent care of themselves but still have an elevated risk factor. And in that setting, treating that risk factor with a preventive medication is not a bad idea at all. That is really good and so many things available. There are so many tests out there, doctor, that you could take that you can assess things. Can you ask for that when you go see a doctor? Do you have to have some risk factors, yeah. things like that? What, what is the patient's rights when it comes to getting some of these tests? Yeah, if we, if we rank the cardiovascular risk factors in order of potency, 
unfortunately, the most prominent risk factor by quite a ways is age. And that one we can't control very well. So once you hit about age 40, uh, you have every right to ask about your risk for cardiovascular disease. And so obviously it starts with kind of checking your basic risk factors. But then for preventive cardiology, we've always wanted some sort of crystal ball, right? If we could find something that would help us predict who's going to have events and who isn't, um, that would be super helpful. And so for all the research that we have, very clearly the best test to assess somebody's risk is something called a coronary artery calcium score or a heart scan, where you take like a 3D picture of the heart. It's kind of like a mammogram of the heart. And you see if there's any plaque in the arteries that feed the heart. And that plaque is pretty predictive of future risk. And so that's the one test we do recommend people start to consider around age 40 or 45. Do insur- and I don't know if you know this, do insurance companies cover this? Because that sometimes can be the biggest factor is the yeah. cost of some of these tests. Yeah, it's a complicated story. As of right now, they frequently don't. But for a coronary calcium score, you can get them in most places in the metro for $99. And so it's not a very cost prohibitive test and it provides really valuable information. Do you recommend that just in general or only for those with people who have some risk factors? Yeah, we don't necessarily recommend it for just routine screening where every single person should get one. But if you have any concerns about your cardiovascular risk, right? So if there's a family history that's concerning, if you've got, you know, mildly high cholesterol that hasn't been, you know, well-treated despite lifestyle interventions, if you have mildly high blood pressure and you're somewhat concerned about your risk, that's kind of the ideal spot for the test. Because we know if that score is a zero, if there's no plaque there, then it's really hard to have heart attack anytime soon. And so they're a very low-risk individual. We potentially can hold off on treating that risk factor. Whereas we find evidence of premature plaque, then we tend to want to treat that risk factor. 855, we're talking to Dr. Mike Miedema, preventive cardiologist at Elina. What frustrates you the most about this when you hear these stories of young people uh, suffering heart attacks and dying? What, as a doctor who works so hard to prevent this from happening, what frustrates you? It's quite often that they are preventable. You know, we, we do rarely on occasion see someone who has no risk factors and something bad happens, but most often we do see some risk factor that was there and left untreated. And, you know, I, I think we have an issue, as, especially in the U.S., where people view preventive medications as toxic. You know, they, they're way more worried about side effects than they are about the benefit of the medication. And for our basic cholesterol and blood pressure medications, we have really good evidence that the safety profile is pretty excellent. You know, so we have a lot of people that are very willing to take a multivitamin, but they're very, very hesitant to take a cholesterol pill. The science is very clear. You're going to be much healthier in the long run if you take that cholesterol pill compared to the vitamin. Some of these cases when um, in, there's been, in, even here in the Twin Cities, of you know, youth hockey players um, having that cardio risk. And there was one Egan hockey player. Now they have testing for younger athletes. For parents of these athletes, is it something at a younger age, too, that you would recommend at all in some way? I know you have to have some risk factors and you have to be of a certain yeah. age, but it sometimes does happen to younger people. Yeah, so that's a trickier question because that kind of transitions into these risks for cardiac arrest, which is kind of a short-circuiting of the heart, which is different from a, a plaque that springs up and causes a blockage. So, so most cardiac arrests in youth are not due to blockages. They're due to something electrical or something genetic, and that can be a little bit harder to screen for. That, that we've had a little bit harder time trying to figure out what exactly the right protocol is. Uh, but seeing your physician, you know, and just a basic EKG sometimes is, a, is very reasonable to do, uh, but um, that one is a little bit harder to screen for. Okay. Dr. Miedema, thank you so much for joining us, kind of explaining things. And that uh, test being $99 seems like it would be worth the price, even if the insurance company doesn't pay for it. Yeah. And it very well might be covered in the future. And and the more we research it, that seems like the best option to assess somebody's risk. I suppose. Dr. Miedema, thank you so much. Thank you. Dr. Mike Miedema, preventive cardiologist at Alina. Yeah. You just think about it. So many of these families fight with insurance companies to try to get Uh, some of these tests paid for. So you would hope in the future with more research, maybe more insurance companies would pay for it.
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.